During the early years of the second century BC, the Greeks invaded Palestine in order to conquer the land and so subject the people, primarily through the, through the suppression of Judaism. Antiochus Epiphanes IV led this attack on Jerusalem and the peoples of the Jews. He invaded Jerusalem. He marched into the temple. He desecrated it. He removed the altar, the furnishings, and sacred vessels of silver, gold, and other precious metals, carting them off to Greece. He spoke with great arrogance against the Lord and the Jewish religion, and he shed much innocent blood. The Greeks who entered and populated Jerusalem married the Jews. They introduced the way of living and the religion of the Gentiles into Jerusalem. They built a gymnasium. The Jews then covered over the mark of their circumcision and abandoned the covenant and the God of the covenant. They allied themselves with the Gentiles and sold themselves to great wrongdoing and abominations in the sight of God. In their attack on Jerusalem and the resettling of it, the Greeks plundered the city, set fire to it, demolished its houses and protecting walls, seized the cattle and the land, and took captive the women and children. The king ordered throughout all of Israel that the peoples should worship the gods of the Greeks, ordered that sacrifice be made to the demons. He, pro he profaned the Sabbath and made the Jews abandon their religion and their God. Whoever refused to act accordingly and to obey the command of the king of Greece and this new way of life should be put to death. During the second half of the second century BC, the books of 1 and 2 Maccabees were written, these books which told of faithful resistance to the Greeks and of how God brought salvation from the invading Greeks through the family of Mattathias Maccabeus, especially his three sons, Judas, Jonathan, and Simon. This is the historical and the religious background and the context for the first reading from the second book of Maccabees, which we have given to us this day in the liturgy. In the story of the mother and her seven sons who resisted sacrificing to idols and eating of the sacrifice to demons and false gods, we see them martyred for their faith in the midst of persecution. In chapter 7 of this book, both the reading of the deaths of the four of the brothers, which we heard today, as well as of the section that follows dealing with the death of brothers 5, 6, and 7, and finally the mother herself, we hear a very firm belief in and a proclamation of the resurrection of the dead. 
The brothers said, The king of this world will raise us up to live again forever. It is my choice to die at the hands of men with the God-given hope of being restored to life. And the mother herself said, encouraging her sons, Do not be afraid of this executioner, but be worthy of your brothers and accept death, so that at the time of mercy I may receive you again with them. We have much to learn from these simple yet confident words of the mother. This story and its exhortation was both cherished and loved during the time of persecution and afterwards as a way of encouraging people to remain ever faithful and obedient to God and the covenant. At the time of Jesus, it was especially loved by the Pharisees, for it taught a firm belief in the resurrection of the dead. The Sadducees, no real friends of the Pharisees, claimed that there was no such thing as the resurrection. In today's gospel, we hear them pose a silly and an utterly absurd question to Jesus. They do this to poke fun at him, to ridicule belief in the resurrection, to trick him, and to trap him by his own words, that they in turn might have something against him, be able to discredit him, and eventually kill him. Shortly, in the Creed, we will profess our belief that on the third day, Jesus rose in fulfillment of the scriptures. We will likewise profess that we look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Two weeks ago, on October the 25th, the Church received an instruction of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith regarding the burial of the dead and the conservation of the ashes in the case of cremation. This instruction was approved by His Holiness Pope Francis in March. Cardinal Mueller and the members of the Congregation write, that the resurrection of Jesus is the culminating truth of the Christian life. It is preached as an essential part of the Paschal mystery from the very beginnings of Christianity. Through his death and resurrection, Christ has freed us from sin and has given us access to new life so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Furthermore, the congregation goes on to say, the risen Christ is the principle and the source of our future resurrection. We firmly believe, and hence we hope, that just as Christ is truly risen from the dead and now lives forever, so after death we too will, and that God will grant incorruptible life to our bodies by reuniting them with our soul through the power of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. 
We profess and we believe that at death life is changed, not ended, that we will be transformed more and more into the image of God and restored to God's original plan and design for us and for all creation, that we know, love, and serve him and be happy with him forever throughout all eternity in heaven. Through our celebration of the Holy Eucharist this morning and through the intercession of the communion of saints, May our faith in the resurrection of Christ from the dead grow stronger as we share even now in the blessed and eternal fruits of the resurrection.